The following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. There's one power strong enough to break the cycle of addiction and incarceration. One name that restores and redeems hearts. One true Savior. This is Prison Transformation Radio. Stories of chains broken and hearts restored. Here are your hosts, Jim Moore and Pastor Dwight Anderson. Welcome, church. Welcome to Prison Transformation Radio. My name is Jim Moore. I'm one of your co-hosts, along with Pastor Dwight Anderson. And today, special program, we're talking about doing the most good. Mm -hmm. Most people have heard of the Salvation Army. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know how many know that that's that's kind of the the catch statement of what the Salvation Army does. With whatever they got, they do the most good. So it's not necessarily a secret, but when when all of this work goes on, the public's not often aware. So today we're talking about correctional services. We'll be joined by chaplains Charles Barry and John Holtine. We want to give you an insight into not only the work they're doing in prisons, mm-hmm. but how you can help meet the men and women at the gate and the tremendous post-treatment or post-prison right. work that they're doing. So, right. And you know prison, Pastor Dwight. Yes. You know I've, prison. See, I've met these guys in prison. Uh, yeah. The transition fairs is where I first saw And they keep Charles letting you guys come yeah. back <laughs> and then leave and then come back again. Yeah. So Yes. So we're very much looking forward to the show. We also have a, a prison-related show coming up next week with Jeremy Darling talking mm-hmm. about bringing music to prison. Yes. So, so yeah. check back in next Saturday. But but let's get on with the, the task at hand. Again, we're talking about the Salvation Army's correctional services, right. which basically means the, the ministry that they do in prison, involving counseling and mm-hmm. so many things. So mm-hmm. uh, two of the leaders, if not the leaders, of correctional services have joined us. Again, Charles Barry, chaplain, who directs and oversees, and then John Holtine, who does everything else. I just, <laughs> I've known John for a couple of years. He's hosted our three there doing it yeah. and just god bless you god bless the work and thank you for being here yeah. welcome to prison transformation well thank you for having us it's a pleasure yeah, to thank be you. here yeah well we we chatted a little bit before going on the air about it and we we like to kind of start off with the program with a big picture okay. and a big picture of correctional services maybe um, an umbrella of the vision and mission, and then over the course of the co- of the show, we can dig in a little bit deeper. So help us with the big picture, and then maybe a personal story as to how you engage with it. Charles and John. Okay, um, the Salvation Army, um, our uh, Correctional Services Program is a chaplaincy program primarily. Um, our mission is the same as the overall Salvation Army, which is to preach the gospel and to meet human needs without discrimination. Most of our work is inside correctional facilities. Uh, we're in all of our state facilities and federal facilities in the state of Minnesota, and we also cover uh, the state of North Dakota, which is the northern division of uh, Salvation Army. So we go into the prisons, and our number one thing is to preach the gospel. Uh, we believe strongly in the heart transformation part of things. We realize that a lot of organizations have a lot of great things to offer men and women who are incarcerated for when they get out, housing and food and clothing yeah. and, and a lot of other services. But we also realize that, boy, if that heart doesn't change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so start on the inside. Yes. Inside of the heart and inside of the prison. Yes, right. absolutely. Wow. And so that's what we do. Um, and I've been, I've been with the Salvation Army now for 20 years. 
uh, and I was hired to do uh, prison ministry. So that's been your work, primary focus all that time. Yeah, primary focus, and uh, I say I usually say at the outset I'm a preacher. So (laughs) if I sound a little preachy, oh, I you came to the right radio. Well, and and John, thank you for joining us too. So uh, tell us. Folks may not understand what does what's involved with chaplaincy. Sure, I mean I'm thinking counseling. Right. I'm thinking Bible studies. I'm right. thinking meetings. Uh, what what goes on inside the prison? What what different things do you do? Well, you can help me fill in the blanks, Chuck. But yep. uh, yeah. I will say that nice uh, to have both of you here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We uh, in the state and the federal facilities were allowed and blessed to be able to bring chapel services. Yeah, uh, in, in various prisons on a Sunday. So one of uh, three chaplains, we have a woman uh, chaplain that works with us as well. And uh, we were able to, uh, I don't know, I'd say every other week, one of us is in a chapel, uh, chapel somewhere in a, in a correctional facility. Wow. In addition, then uh, we've uh, also been involved in uh, and allowed to bring in small group studies. And uh, we're also involved with uh, like what you'd mentioned, spiritual counseling and yeah. professional uh, counseling as it relates to someone's reentry process. We're, in, we're able to pr- give that. As a service, um, what else do we do, Chuck? Inside? Celebrate, celebrate recovery. Celebra- yeah. Celebrate yeah. recovery. Yeah, yes. we do. We do use celebrate recovery. We do use. Uh, we do use lifeblood, which is produced by Five Stone Media, as one of our curriculums that's been very successful. And that's the John Turnipseed Project, and we're hoping to have him on the show in someday in the months ahead. But just you, I was at the at your organization last week for an R three meeting, and you showed one of those videos. Mm. It's just very powerful, moving. So, so you use the Bible, you use Life Brother, you use Celebrate Recovery. It yeah. sounds like you're bringing whatever you can bear to. Excuse me for keep saying it. Do the most good. Sure. I just mm-hmm. love that. Well, you, we also we also uh, do Seven Habits. Stephen Stephen Covey. Oh, you do. I oh. think I did see that on yeah. the website. Yeah, we're we're in three three facilities with that. In the treatment of, at Lionel, in the treatment at Moose Lake, and uh, in the treatment down at uh, Faribault. Um, so we do that as well. Um, we've been able to do a lot of different types of things. We do pre-release classes. I've even been able to do a music class. So, uh, you know, music yeah. is, of course, <laughs> we're, we're both John and I are musicians. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's a little Should have brought your guitar with us. Yeah. Yeah. Next yeah. time we'll do a concert. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we do music as well. Oh, um, we do. We just do a lot of things inside the facilities, and whatever the need is, uh, we try to we try to help provide that inside. And we also want to continue a lot of the work on the outside as men and women um, come out of prison and need our help. Mm. So we want to try to continue those things. Dwight would know this uh, as well, but uh, one of the unique opportunities we have to minister inside is not necessarily to those that are incarcerated, but to the staff that oversee those. People. See, talk mm-hmm. a little bit about that because. I, I, I have a sense of that, but I haven't got the experience you guys have, nor does most of our audience. What sure. does that mean, John? Just an opportunity to develop relationships with the various uh, correctional officers you would right. see uh, and your, you know, your, your regular visits. You eventually get to have a one-name, you know, a name-to-name kind of a face-to-face yeah. conversation. You know people, and they'll ask you more about what you're doing. And, yeah. and these are the people that are protecting you while you're inside working. Yeah. So, uh, of yeah. course, you'd want to develop yes. a good relationship with these folks. But every once in a while... Uh, a personal story will come out and, and through which you can share your faith and how, how God has supported you in similar circumstances. And so, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've had some guards pull me aside and pray for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a personal thing, yeah. and they certainly that's not the norm. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, people would be amazed at just how wonderful not only the people you are doing the service, but the price that the people pay who work yeah. in the correctional oh, services. Absolutely. And yeah. challenging. And yeah. Pastor Dwight has arranged to have Commissioner Tom Roy 
in the next month or so on the show, and you can hear from the commissioner yeah. talking about the heart and the soul of it. And if you just joined us, that's what we're talking about, the heart and soul of yeah. prison transformation. And we have Charles Berry and John Hultine, chaplains with mm-hmm. Salvation Army, correctional services, talking to us about the work they do inside of prison. But I've just heard a lot. I think I got the line from you, Pastor Dwight. We got to meet him at the gate. Mm. I mean, let's, as you said, Charles, mm. you start on the inside of prison in them. But at some point, God willing, these folks are going to go back out mm-hmm. and they're going to try to rebuild a life. Mm, right. uh, talk to us a little bit about that side of correctional services when they actually emerge from prison. Okay. Um, about, uh, well, I want to say maybe five years ago, um, most of our work, before that, most of our work has always been on the inside, so we didn't do a whole lot. Okay. We would still visit some people when they got out, but about five years ago when John came on and helped me out, and he's been just a tremendous blessing for me. He's been helping. He's, he's done so much to help me, so I appreciate him. Uh, but when he came on, uh, they began to develop what we call our uh, volunteer aftercare support team, aftercare services. We wanted to focus more on uh, when people came out, they would have a place to connect up with us in the soft landing, and we still could help them with the social services, but we wanted to continue the spiritual work as well. So I'm going to let John kind of tell you how that all came about. Sure. Well, like Chuck said, you know, in my second or third year, I, I began to understand what recidivism was because mm-hmm. I had, you know, become close to people in a professional way on the inside, and then yeah. it wouldn't be long before we'd see them back on the inside it, It's pretty high, yeah, the sad. rates. Yeah. Yeah. And so it, it, I suppose the Lord then it was put on my heart to say, is there something more the Salvation Army can do to be more present on the outside in the, in the life mm-hmm. of a man or a woman? When they, yeah. And if it's nothing more than a, than, a, than a support group, that would be a start. And so we did, and we, we approached uh, some of our Salvation Army, uh, uh, what would we call it, worship center? Yeah, worship center. And uh, social service office directors and said, would you allow us to, uh, to host a support group for people coming out of prison in your facility? Mm-hmm. And that was, uh, that was met with an open, an open thought, and so we, we began to do that. And as we were meeting people on the inside and developing relationships, forging relationships, uh, we were able to pick them up again uh, on the outside Perfect. in this support group setting. And uh, soon thereafter developed uh, an opportunity uh, for, to, have, to have a meal together and to break bread together. And so then, lo and behold, we had other interests coming from the community, not from the Salvation Army community, not internally, but from the general public saying, hmm. how can we help? Yeah. Wow. Well, we subsequently developed a mentor program uh, that's been very successful as, uh, as a result of uh, uh, that, what had started initially. And then eventually um, we've got into other supports as it relates to helping people with employment. And of course, uh, as Chuck has related to earlier, we have a, a strong network of already existing social services that people can access. Yeah. And so that's, that's how all that came to, to, to be. And so on any given uh, Thursday night when we have our support groups, which has sort of become the, 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 the crux of everything else happens around that, we may have uh, upwards of 80 people in between two campuses uh, in total, uh, folks, and those would be people that we've connected with on the outside. Mm. In, in, in volunteering and as well as those we met on the inside mm-hmm. uh, is uh, we see uh, people coming from DOC release facilities and other uh, community reentry uh, uh, programs they'll come and then they'll tell their friends and 
about it, and they'll come. And so, so these Thursday night meetings, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And there's one, I believe, on the east side, one on the west side? Yeah, one on 1019, the Payne Avenue, over on the east side. And okay. 1024. Over on uh, Lindell and Broadway. Lindale, yeah, and, and these North are, most people, or some people may not know, these are like community centers. They're yeah. beautiful facilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Many of the resources are available in these yeah. community centers, but there's also beautiful meeting space, yeah. and it is a community center, right? Yes. Yeah. Worship center slash Worship community center. center. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. wonderful. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And it's a church. You know, there's a regular church curriculum that happens on Sunday in, in, in every one of these settings. And so, of course, we would invite the pastor to be a part of that support group, and he or she would be there present to forge relationships and invite people mm-hmm. to worship with them on yeah. Sunday. Wow. That's good. That's and good. and so we, when we talked before the show with Charles and John, we talked about this is an opportunity for us to speak to the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Most of you folks listening are pastors or mature mm-hmm. Christians or in are involved in listening to the Christian voice. And so really a lot of our hard folks is to reach out to you and open up some doors that mm-hmm. you can explore getting involved. And it may it may seem like overwhelming to think of going inside a prison, but you don't have to. Mm, you can right. be part of this network, this mm. group of people. Meet them at the gate. That meets yeah. them at the gate, right. if not literally, mm-hmm. at least meet them at the vast meeting. Sure. They can, right? These yeah. things are open to the public oh, yeah. as well as church service. Yeah. And I mentioned vast. I like that name. Yeah. That's the name of the group, right? Volunteer Aftercare Support Team. That's correct. And we'll mention this a couple times before we close, but... Um, all of this information and much, much more is available at SalvationArmyNorth.org. And, and then you can follow the prompts. You can find correctional services. You can find ways to volunteer. Mm-hmm. You can find Donut. Uh, donut. I just think of donuts, but donations would be more appropriate. I told them I make mistakes, and and they you were thinking about the Salvation Army Donut Girls for World War One. That must have been right. right? That was from last year's movie. But anyway, um, and if you forget all the website business, Salvation Army Correctional Services Minnesota, just Google that, and that'll take you right to John and Charles. God bless. If you just tuned in, you're listening to Prison Transformation Radio on AM 980 The Mission, Changing Hearts with Christ. And uh, we're talking with Charles Berry and John Holtine. Um, Guys, we love hearing stories of changed lives. It's Prison Transformation Radio. And so maybe you can tell us some stories about some transformation that you have seen, Hmm. either of an inmate or maybe even from the volunteer side of their lives are being changed. Yeah, Rick seems to be really transformed by oh. it. He's one of the vo- wonderful volunteer <laughs> leaders that I know well. But yeah, yeah, tell us stories of people being changed hearts through Christ. Uh, well, only, the one the only one I really could think of at this moment is the guy when I first started who was at Oak Park and I was doing Bible studies up there. Oak Park is our Supermax Super facility. Yeah. Um, and I was doing Bible studies early on, and, 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 and typically in prison, in some of the prisons where you only have one service that guys can come to, you get a lot of different faiths mm-hmm. that come. And so that was the case with this Bible study. We had Christians, but we had Muslims, we had Hebrew Israelites, we had other, other faiths that would come. And this one particular young man, would just, uh, he would come in and we'd be reading scriptures and he would argue every time. And, and actually he was trying to argue against Christianity was, was what his thing was. Yeah, it gets feisty. And uh, I, I really didn't get into any arguments with him. All I, all I would say was, is I understand you know, what, you, what you're arguing, but what does the scripture actually say? Right. Whatever scripture we were studying. And so this went on for some time. And then uh, um, probably about six months or so later, he asked for a visit. So I went out to visit with him. 
And typically, when I go and visit with somebody, it's simply whatever they want to talk about. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't try to dictate that. I want to sure. hear what's on their heart. And so he literally wanted to know more about Jesus. Hmm. And so I was able to talk to him about salvation and talk to him about uh, Jesus and what we believe as Christians. And this young man got saved. Amen. And, uh, Praise the Lord. And he, uh, he, was, he became one of the, what I, what I would call, one of the better evangelists in prison. We do have some tri- pretty good evangelists in prison, mm-hmm. believe it or not, yeah. men who get saved and they share their testimony with the other men that are there, and sometimes they can do it better than we can because right. they're there. Right, absolutely. And so this young man would get folks saved, and then they would come to the Bible study, and we would just we would just thank God for everything he was doing in their lives. Oh, great. So that's the one story I think about. <laughs> and that's <laughs> wonderful. And you're mentioning men, but also you said there's a— a woman chaplain, mm-hmm. and I heard there's a revival going on in Chakopee Women's Prison. Oh, yeah, so this, absolutely. all of these things happen there as well, as yes. well as women can come to vast. We keep genders separate a little bit to keep things straight mm-hmm. away, but mm-hmm. but it's men and women. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, Chaplain uh, Tanya Carlson has developed a fantastic program, yes. and through uh, what she, the work she does in CIP and the boot camp program, uh, predominantly in, yeah. in, in Chakopee Prison. And there's been some of it a conduit developed right into our aftercare support team uh, groups that we have. And uh, so we'll see, uh, you know, nine, ten women that have recently been incarcerated coming uh, to uh, that, that group on a Thursday night yeah. and getting that support. One thing that we've learned, Chuck, and uh, would, you, would you agree with this, that we see there, people tend to get lumped into the recovery community when they're released from prison as oh. their main support. But I think what we've found is that it's not necessarily true that that's the, the, the main focus. We would have uh, even more of a, a supportive group that are people just out of prison, sort of the me too. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm just yeah. out of prison and I'm in the same, uh, I'm facing the same prohibitive things mm-hmm. that you are. And uh, so there's even a different kind of a dynamic that happens in that group. Yeah, we talk, we, you know, we talk a lot about uh, what Pastor uh, just talked about, um, connecting at the door, at the gate, meeting them at the gate. Many of these individuals, they really do want uh, to change. They want mm-hmm. they want something different in their lives. Um, the hardest piece is having a good connection with a good community support. So in corrections, we talk about three things that a person needs when they come out of prison. Obviously, they need a good place to stay. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they need some sort of an income for mm-hmm. support. But then that third one is just as important. They need a, a good community of yeah. support. They mm-hmm. need people. A mentor. They need yeah. a mentor, they need a family, they need people that will come that are good, just good people and will walk with them and help them. Right. So that's what many of them are looking for. Yeah. Um, and we'll, what we find, especially in our support groups, that when they come out and, and these, they'll, you know, they'll, we'll be sitting there and a person will come out and they'll get there and they'll say, I just got out of prison today. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that initially happens is he sees others that he was in prison that's with. Right. And of course, he sees us in whom he sees in prison all the time. Oh, the brother Barry, there he is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Barry, yeah you, you, you did a class at Moose Lake. And it's right. just a real connection for well, them. Familiarity. Um, yeah. This, this yeah. familiarity, and that's all they're looking for. It's kind of scary if you've been in prison for any amount of time, and now you're going to hit the streets and you don't know anybody. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, unfortunately, we do have a lot of people in our prisons that are not from here. Right, they're right. here. They, they caught their case here, but they're not necessarily from here, and so they're mm-hmm. looking for some familiarity. Yeah, and so those are the neat dynamics that we find. And so as we've been doing this, we see the effectiveness of it, and 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 it's just been a phenomenal thing. And, and John and I always talk about the hand of God and how God has just done what He's doing in this mm. in this ministry. 
if if anything, well, we sometimes we feel like we didn't have much to do with it at all. God has brought <laughs> volunteers to, to us. Yeah, God good. has brought the resources we've needed. Yeah. God has just brought it and put it in place. That's and, right. And Amen. if I can say real quick, I gotta I gotta tell you, I got a great staff. God has brought me a tremendous staff. I just oh, I know I do this, but yeah. I, I really mean it. Uh, John and Tanya has developed a women's ministry, and then our um, administrative assistant. She's only part time, but she is phenomenal. Deb. And that's the uh, four people that work I know in correctional Deb. services. Yeah, she's, a Deb Jones. Yeah, she's phenomenal. So, so you've got a good team. Good team. If someone's listening right now and wants to volunteer or help, what are some different things they could volunteer as or what opportunities would there be and how would they go about? What would be the next step, someone listening today? Yeah, they could contact us off of our website um, and, uh, and or volunteer services. And volunteer services, get them connected to us. There's a number of ways. And John would tell you about the job coaches and the mentors. But one other way that we use volunteers quite a bit is with our toy program. Oh yeah, um, yes. In which we, we actually take a, a sample toys into prisons and allow uh, um, those who are incarcerated to select a gift for their children. It's a high touch ministry, it's personal. They can That gift that they select is the gift that the child gets. They can write a Christmas card oh, to it or a note to, okay. their, to their children. That's wonderful. And the volunteers have a chance to help them with that process of mm-hmm. selecting the gifts. Um, and, of course, a lot of prayers go on at that time and, and just uh, learning about the children. Uh, and then we also use volunteers in our warehouse as they as they wrap the gifts and get them all packaged mm-hmm. up and get them all shipped out of UPS. And so that's coming up real soon. So if you're out there and you mm-hmm. want to volunteer mm-hmm. in our toys, get in touch with us pretty quick. And we'll same be- website, right? Yep. SalvationArmyNorth.org. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I know you all work hard, but I'm thinking about this when you're talking, but Oh, geez, it's so rewarding. Yeah. Isn't yes. it? It's the toughest work yeah. I've ever done because <laughs> through our three, I'm a step removed. Yeah. But, yeah. And it's not just these folks, you guys. It's Pastor Dwight Anderson, mm-hmm. Prison Mission Association, Prison Fellowship, mm-hmm. and more and more we're locking arms and working with concert, in concert. Right. And right. folks, just check it out. What the Lord is mm-hmm. doing yeah. in prisons will take your breath away as well as where most of us can fit in yeah. is after prison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll be could be the most remarkable mm-hmm. journey you've ever yeah. taken. Sure. Well yeah. and right now it's probably the biggest area in which somebody can really help out is when, when people are getting released from prison. Yeah. Um, as I said earlier, we have a lot of wonderful organizations who go into the prisons on a regular basis doing various different types of things and working with the men and women uh, um, who are incarcerated, but on the outside is, is, is where there needs to be a landing spot. Yeah, and a landing spot I'd like to have for the show is I really want to urge you, folks listening, check out one of these VASMEs. I mean, the website's an easy way to look, but if you came to one of these in mm-hmm. St. Paul or North Minneapolis, it, you, you'll have the time of your life that night. You can meet some people. You can meet Charles and John and the others, and you can find some ways to, like water, seek your own level one step at a time. But right. please, Jesus, help help your church join us. Yes. Amen, Pastor Yes, Dwight. Lord. Amen. Yes, Amen. absolutely. Yes, Lord. <laughs> we had a, one of the fellows in a small group last week. Uh, his name was Pedro. And we were sitting around in the men's group, and we were talking <clears throat> and going through our, um, our uh, Lifeblood um, program. And he stopped in the middle of everything and looked at his other brothers that are in the house that he stays at in his re, uh, release program. And he said, would you guys just take a look around what a blessing it is? We're in a church. We've been invited into a church. The stigma that we have mm-hmm. and, the, and the concerns the community has for us, yet here in this church, in the Salvation Army Church, we're, getting a, we're being fed. 
Mm -hmm. We're being fed spiritually. Mm -hmm. We have physical food. You've given us clothing tonight. And he was just blown away by that. And so we we thank God for for that opportunity to serve in that way. And we thank God for you all in the Salvation Army doing the most good. Would you, would one of you or both of you be willing to just turn it to Jesus? We always like to close the show out. Chaplain John? Father, we're uh, so grateful to have this opportunity to speak uh, to the public about the work that you're doing through our organization and the work that you're doing through all the organizations that have a heart, your heart, as you spoke to us in in your word in Matthew and you talked about the the least of these and those who have been thirsty and hungry and without clothing and and you even mentioned uh, welcoming strangers into mm-hmm. into our, into the home and father you mentioned those who have been imprisoned and we know that you have a special heart for those who've been imprisoned because you 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 listed that with all the other basic needs that yes. you talked about prior and uh, so father we're just so thankful for an opportunity to serve in this way and we just want to say that we love you and we also want to say how much we need you in this difficult work Mm-hmm. And so I, I lift up all those who are involved in ministry that, that work in the prisons and, and in the jails, God. Give them an extra special uh, touch and uh, give them your strength and so that they can, uh, we can all continue to, to can go on in your work in this way. Mm-hmm. Use us in a more powerful way every day, Lord. We love you and we need you. In your name, amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank well, you. We'll see you next week, Jim. Yep. See you or hear, or I'll see you. I'll hear. The rest will hear us. <laughs> but God bless you and God the bless army. you all.